Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It is Sports by the Book here on the final Saturday of 2023. I'm Jeff Parles, Alex White's alongside. Good morning. Good morning. Final Saturday of 2023. It's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it's just time moves quickly. Let's just let's just go with that. A lot to get to today. Our guy Vinny Maliula will be here at some point, either 20 after, 40 after, 50 after. He'll be here at some point today. But we got a lot to get to today. And a good NFL game, college bowls, college hoops, uh, the NBA, the Detroit Pistons are back in action, Alex. Trying to break the winning streak. Excuse me, the winning, the not winning streak, the losing streak. Uh, today they host Toronto. Uh, hockey as well. A lot to get to on a Saturday of sports here, the final one of the 2023 calendar year. And let's start in college football. Let's start there. Yesterday, uh, New Year's six games get underway with Mizzou beating Ohio State 14-3. to As we all expected, Ohio State can't score a touchdown. Uh, Tigers cover all numbers. Doesn't matter when, which, you know, this bowl season more so than anything. I've been very, as we've discussed, very limited on pre-flop, much more in-game. And today, one of these games where Penn State finally announces uh, that Kalen King, their star defender, is not going to play. And Uli Fashanu, their star offensive lineman, who's going in the top 10 of the NFL draft, he's also not going to play. We figured that this was going to happen. There have been opt-outs on the Ole Miss side as well. That line has been pretty static this morning, even with the official announcements of King uh, and and Fanashu. Uh, again, uh, Chop Robinson not playing as well in this game for Penn State. Uh, it touched six. It's back to five and a half on this one. This is the Peach Bowl in Atlanta at noon Eastern time. 53, the total. This total's only gone up from 49 and a half to 53, Alex. Quickly, sorry to our crew back there, but congrats to your alma mater. That was a big win last yeah, night over it, it, Ohio State. It, it was a win. Yeah, it was third a win. string quarterback. But I'm glad I have listened to you and taken your advice. Halftime, I thought it was very unfair. I was getting plus money with Mizzou in that one. So I jumped on that. My um, first real in-game with these bowl games. So this one that we're talking about now, though, the Peach Bowl, I'm looking for an in-game play with this. I like Penn State in this one, mostly because of their defense. But this is an intriguing game. Ole Miss, 39th toughest schedule, two losses to Alabama and Georgia. Penn State, 58th toughest schedule, two losses to Ohio State and Michigan. So pretty good resumes for both of these teams. But James Franklin, 84-22 and record against all other opponents besides the Buckeyes and the Wolverines. So I like them in the spot. I'm going to see if Ole Miss can uh, get ahead at some point and I can get plus money on Penn State instead of laying the points here with them. But very good defense, third stingiest in the country, allowing just 12 points per game. So I expect them to show up. I know we have some opt-outs, but I I think they can get it done in this one. I like Ole Miss. I wish I had gotten that six while I was up for a few moments this morning. This is, Again, you mentioned James Franklin's record against non-Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, a lot of those losses are against teams of actual quality. Uh, yeah, I understand he's at Vanderbilt for a time and tough, tougher place to win games, but I just, I just don't see it here. Now there are questions again with the with the Ole Miss side. There are, side, there are a bunch of opt-outs here as well, so you're dealing with two teams that are not at full strength. We knew this. That's what these this bowl season mostly is. And don't worry, we're getting to a game where both teams aren't at full strength a little bit later. But if we can get back to a full six, I'm going to take with Penn State. I'm going to take with Ole Miss, take the points. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get back there. I think that was probably just, uh, as Vinny says, don't blink your eyes. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I blinked. Yeah, I didn't get it in time uh, on Ole Miss this morning against Penn State over there in the Peach Bowl. Uh, the other bowl games today, we'll get to the Orange Bowl in a second. Music City Bowl, no tally at Tungavaloa for Maryland today in the Music City Bowl against Auburn. Auburn, uh, again, another big mover all over the place. Uh, Open Auburn two and a half, got as high as seven, now back down the ladder to four and a half on the Tigers. Total open 50 and a half, down to 48. Uh, Alex, I'm doing nothing here. Uh, it's, 
the same deal for the uh, the Arizona Bowl later in the day. Uh, n- nothing for me. I, I keep really these non New Year's Six bowls are very hard to cap, as we've talked about throughout this bowl season. They really are. And I was looking to take the points with Maryland here, but once I knew Tonga Vailoa was not playing, I skipped it. But I did think it was an overreaction because we saw a lot of money on Auburn. They got as high as six and a half. We probably should have jumped on it there because I guess um, the market agrees with me. But Hugh Freeze has done a great job with this Auburn team. I mean, really, they had a chance to take Alabama out of this playoff race and just came up short there. But I think we'll have a pretty good game here between these two. Billy Edwards gets to start quarterback for Maryland, but he has had um, some time. He's played a little bit, so we'll see. Maybe in maybe an in-game if I still like Maryland and I think they come out hot. No idea what I'm getting today. Uh, that's at 11 p.m. or excuse me, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, 1 o'clock local in Nashville for Maryland and Auburn. Toledo and Wyoming, it's Craig Bowles' final game as head coach of the Cowboys, retiring after this one today in Tucson, the Arizona Bowl. Four-point favorites right now. There's some four-and-a-half in the market on Wyoming against the Toledo Rockets. This is a favorite flip. Uh, Open Toledo two, now four the other way, 44 to total. I'm not going chasing bad numbers here on the Cowboys, Alex. I don't really understand this. I know there's motivation. It's his last game. He's retiring after this. But people are just counting Toledo out because they lost the MAC championship. And I don't really understand that. I feel like they may have more motivation to win this bowl game. I like Toledo in this game. I think it's a overreaction. They opened as a small favorite. I think they should be the favorite in this game. I haven't done anything yet. I guess I'll wait because... Uh, a lot of action coming in on Wyoming. I might get an even better number here. Yeah, opt-out's a problem for Toledo in this game. Uh, again, these MAC teams are just going to get crushed in the portal, just the way that college football is now. We've seen it over the last few years. I, I Again, don't go chasing bad numbers on Wyoming. And that's the only thing I'll say at this point. Just we, If Toledo gets an opening draft touchdown, you're going to get Wyoming yes. minus one, maybe a pick. Uh, I, I just wait. Just wait, see if you get a better number in-game with the Pokes. All right, to the Orange Bowl. We're up to three touchdowns, Alex. Georgia, open 14, now 21 across the board. Total's only gone down, now at 46. So there will be a point where I feel like you're obligated to take the points with Florida State, and if you get crushed, you get crushed. Obviously, ton of opt-outs. I would argue Florida State's five best players are not playing in this game. Obviously, we know Jordan Travis wouldn't be playing in this game. Both their top two wide receivers are not playing. Their two best defensive players are not playing. Uh, Their best offensive linemen's not playing. But you're at a point here where there's still, you're talking about Florida State. No. And I know it didn't work last night for Ohio State where you saw they went to their third quarterback and it, it got real ugly real fast. They couldn't move the ball. We've seen it with Florida State already, where the reason they're not playing in Pasadena right now instead of Miami is in part because of how bad that offense looked without Jordan Travis. Uh, with Rodemaker, who's not playing in this game, he's in the portal. Uh, and Brock Glenn, who is starting today at quarterback for Florida State, where, again, that Louisville team made Mason Miller look like Caleb Williams in San Diego a few nights ago. I, again, Alex, I don't know if I'm going to get there, but you're giving me three touchdowns. I know the only other similar line to this this bowl season was South Alabama against Eastern Michigan, and South Alabama beat them by 40. Yeah. So do you always run the risk of that? And we saw Georgia last year. Granted, those games meant something in the college football playoff, that national championship game where they're still scoring on TCU. Uh, but yeah, it might be, if we get the 21 and a half, 22. It probably is a take on Florida State, and if Georgia crushes me, so be it. I'm with you completely, and I will say Eastern Michigan was the lowest power-rated team that's been in a bowl game, so that one we kind of saw coming, but this one, it's Florida State, and they do have a really good defense. Next man up mentality. I mean, they have a good program. They've been good for the last few years, so you have to um, imagine that they have good players coming in to back up these guys who have opted out. We saw the third-string quarterback, Brock Glenn. As you mentioned, he did help them win the ACC championship. We know they couldn't move the ball offensively, but their defense showed up. So 
I think they can keep them in this game with three touchdowns. I mean, I'm I'm with you. 21 points is just a lot. And I I know there's money on the under, but that worries me a little bit because these two teams, both four and one to the under in their last five, but Georgia's median total this year is 55 and a half and Florida State's was 52. So this is already a big adjustment there. So I wouldn't just blindly bet this under either. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't do that. Uh, now that we're, we're getting close to, hey, Florida State just has to score once and Georgia could put 45 on their own and you'll lose. Right. Uh, I would be very careful on that total. Now, you get a scenario like last night where it's apparent that neither team is moving the ball. Granted, I don't think that's happening on the Georgia side. Their offense, all things considered, of course, they have their absences, reasonably intact. Uh, but I mean, I, they have Carson Beck, right? Yeah, that's, Beck's playing in this yeah, game. Yeah, so that is, that's a huge advantage for them right there. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. And for Florida, for both of these teams, in all honesty, both in the top four entering the final week of the college football, week of the college football season, Georgia loses to Bama, Florida State still undefeated, but not good enough uh, to get in. By the way, I will say this, and we'll fully, we, you can't even assess off today because Florida State's a mass unit in comparison to what they were. But after watching a pretty close to full strength Louisville look like that against USC, where we had been getting on USC all year long for not playing any defense and being a disjointed unit on offense. And you did that with Caleb Williams not playing. I think the committee got it right uh, with leaving Florida State out. And Alabama will prove that even further on Monday. We'll talk about that. Uh, we may mix that in a little bit today. If not, we'll, we we are here on New Year's Day. Uh, Alex has already said she'll be asleep by 7.30 on New Year's Eve. So, uh, so we'll, we'll I might be, make it till 9. Might make it till 9. Yeah, well, watch well, New York. There's, there's an, NF, there's an NFL game also till 8.30. Too, okay, so. perfect. So. Get get watch the ball drop in Times Square and then then see you later. Uh, we're on the air at eight thirty on New Year's Day. Uh, uh, Ralph's going to be here on New Year's Day as well uh, in his normal time slot, seven a.m. Pacific time. Race Day Las Vegas, which of course uh, five days a week, seven to eight. All the great horse racing content you need right here at South Point Studio. All right, we're taking a break. When we we get back, look at some college hoops. There's a big NFL game today as well. Lions and, and Cowboys, big one there. Maybe even look at some hockey and some NBA as well. That's next. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. If you're celebrating a special occasion or just love fine dining, you're in the right place. Come experience the crown jewel of South Point restaurants, Michael's Gourmet Room. Welcome. With over 600 different types of wines, and magnificent dishes prepared tableside, you'll revel in the rich classic Vegas decor and the best black tie service in the world. This intimate gourmet room has earned accolades galore. Come to Michael's Gourmet Room for an unforgettable dining experience. Another famous restaurant is the Silverado Steakhouse, where you'll find the charm and service that discerning patrons require. From top quality steaks and chops to fresh seafood and desserts, you'll love the award-winning wine list and menu at Silverado Steakhouse. Steak lovers have even more options with primarily prime rib. Catering to hearty appetites, the menu features a variety of flavorful prime rib cuts, dry aged to ensure tenderness, and then seasoned and slowly roasted. Although prime rib is our specialty, it's not the only thing on the menu. There's something for everyone. And if you're craving a taste of Italy, come experience delicious Italian cuisine and the attentive service at Don Vito's. Our culinary team starts with the freshest ingredients and transforms them into traditional favorites. And don't forget Italian desserts. Don Vito's, savor the taste of Italy. Finally, if sushi is more your style, join us at the popular Zenshin Asian restaurant and sushi bar where we're serving up the freshest sashimi, nigiri, and sushi rolls. And beyond the sushi, an exciting contemporary Asian cuisine menu, plus a variety of specialty drinks, Japanese and domestic beer, wine, and sake. Balance your hunger with Zenshin. That's us. That's the back of our heads. In our studio here at the South Point, I'm Jeff Parles, Alex White alongside. Happy to be with you 
Final Saturday of the year, 2023. Uh, a little less than 48 hours, a little less than 40 hours to go here in Vegas. Uh, 37 if you're watching us on the East Coast this morning. Uh, let's go to the NFL. Week 17 got underway with Joe Flacco and the Browns winning on Thursday night. They're in the playoffs. We'll get to that discussion a little bit later in the show. If not, we'll get to it tomorrow. Cowboys and the Lions tonight in Arlington. The double for the Jerry Dome after the Cotton Bowl last night. They get Dallas at home tonight. Cowboys. So very weird playoff repercussions for this one tonight. So Detroit can technically get to the one seed by winning out in San Francisco, losing once. Philly, who technically is the tiebreaker right now, would not hold the tiebreaker if Detroit wins out and Philly wins out. You follow? Good. We're good there. But if it ends in a three-way tie with the Niners, the Eagles, and the Lions, it holds as is, as you see on your screen right now. But the, the Lions and the Eagles are the only ones with four losses or with five losses, then the tiebreaker would go to the, the Lions. Got me? Kinda. I think I got it. I think I got it. <laughs> Uh, Niners, by the way, are huge favorites against the Commanders. We'll get to all those games tomorrow on our NFL preview show at 9 a.m. Pacific. Alex is open six, down to five and a half. Where are you going with this one? I just saw somebody with a Cowboys jersey at the book, actually. So Did they bet the Cowboys? I'm, I'm assuming so. Okay. but And I think that is the right side here. I mean, situational spot, we know how good the Cowboys have been at home. And then the Lions clinched the division for the first time in how long, Jeff? Uh, 31 years, 30 years, 30 even, Ryan? Yeah, first time they've ever won the NFC North. They haven't done that. Uh, they won it when it was the NFC Central uh, before McCormick was born. Uh, <laughs> I was barely on the planet at that point, I'm pretty sure. So, uh, yeah, uh, this is uh, uncharted waters for this franchise. And, you know, for tonight, Alex, so you just said you think Dallas is the right side. Yes. So the Cowboys, we've talked about this all year with Dallas. They have just gigantic home road splits. And Dallas this year is three and five away from Arlington. They are seven and zero at home looking for the perfect eight and home record this year. Their home games, 20 point win against New York, 35 point at the Jets, I should say, had to specify since they played both at home. 35 point win against New England, 23 point win against the Rams, 32 point win against the G-Men. 35-point win against Washington, 6-point win against Seattle, and then 20 against Philly. So they're decimating teams at home. Now, granted, I mentioned one and a half. When the Ram, they played the Rams, the Rams were not the Rams. Of, they, they are now. The Eagles were in the mix of that just horrendous streak that they're still in the middle of right now. And Seattle was a desperate football team. And that was, remember, that was the crazy 41-35 game. Right. So... They have crushed everyone at home. And for me with Detroit, I know they're 11 and 4, and I know there's this great feel good story. They haven't, they finally back in the playoffs. They haven't been in the playoffs since it was, it was Jim Caldwell and Matthew Stafford was, was the, the head coach quarterback tandem at that point. Uh, I, I just don't, I don't think they're as good as their record shows. I, I, they're they're clearly a playoff team in this NFC. Clearly, clearly one of the four best teams in the conference. But I'm not buying them as a legitimate Super Bowl threat. And that's weird to say for a team that if they went out now, they're almost a touchdown dog today, so they're not expected to do that. And the Niners are two touchdown favorites this week, and they're going to be double digits next week, especially if they're playing their guys against the Rams. I, I just don't see it. If they play L.A., I know everyone is all over L.A. right now, and I'm concerned that the Rams are just going to miss the playoffs because if San Francisco needs a game next week, it's going to be double-digit underdogs. But if they draw Stafford and the Rams in, in Detroit, I'm betting the Rams. Now, granted, I think everyone in the world might be in the Rams that game if that happens to happen. Uh, but That would be a great overplay. And you mentioned yeah, even this be. game tonight. I you like I it do over? lean to the over, yeah. but I, I really like the first half over. Okay. 26 and a half. And I mean, you just went down the Cowboys at home, averaging 40 points at home this year and 24 and a half in the first half. They lead the league in that stat. Lions averaged 15 and a half in the first half, both on the road and at home. So we say they have a split, but they show up in the first half. Um, Detroit put up 17 last week against a Vikings defense that I was claiming was 
underrated and they allowed 14 as well. So we've seen the holes with the Lions defense as well. And I think that's why you're kind of eerie about them making a big run here at the end of the stretch. But I think we'll see points from both sides. Well, it's also too where their defense has been terrible for the most part for the, since the bye week, uh, they're with the least amount of points that they allowed out of the bye week was against Denver. Now 17, every other team has put at least 20 on them. They honestly, Ryan's Bears should have swept them. Yes. Uh, I, I, right now, we we talked about this yesterday. Not to, not 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 to, uh, not not to, to put salt in the wounds again for our guy McCormick. The Bears should be playing for a playoff spot this week. I, I, they absolutely should be uh, as favorites against Atlanta. Sorry, Ryan. I just have to do it at all turns because that team, that team is much better than that record shows. Uh, but with Detroit again, they get Minnesota the final week of the season. Uh, who knows who's playing quarterback for the Vikings at that point? Uh, could be Jaron Hall. Honestly, it could be you watching right now at this point. Who knows? Maybe Sean will suit up and play QB for the Vikings next week. Sean is big enough. We know that. Uh, but uh, I, uh, I'm what McConnell, right? Is, for this week? No, for the Vikings coach. Oh, uh, O'Connell. 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 Yeah. He just doesn't like turnovers, right? They have a bad well, game, and he he makes the switch. I he was right to make. Week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if if Mullins, I know Mullins threw for four hundred yards, and I know he was he threw for three the week before. If he was just okay protecting the football, they win both of those. It just I, the throw that ended the game last week was just flabbergastingly terrible in every way. So uh, they're they're hosting Green Bay this week, by the way. Uh, this is pa- their fourth quarterback now, or fifth. Well, no, it's still four. It's still four. Still four. Hall's Hall's already played at multiple occasions this year. So back to their fourth. (laughs) Uh, So your first half over 26 and a half. Yes. Uh, If you can get a flat 52, which you can behind us right now, I think you're good there. I don't love chasing chasing the the hook here, but this does kind of have the feel of a 38-31 game, 38-28, something in that pocket uh, that you're really not sweating a 52 when it's all said and done. I just think Dallas is better than Detroit. I know they haven't played well the last two weeks. I, I just think the Cowboys are a better football team, even with the inability to beat the higher-end teams. You don't love the five-and-a-half, though, either? You would rather take them on the money line? I know you're not a big money line either. You'd have to tie that I, I up don't with lo- I don't love so. eat I don't love eating that much chalk on yeah. a money line price today. Uh I, w- I would just stay out. I would just, I like the total more. So I think Dallas wins, but I'd rather have the total. You might get a chance to jump in. Oh, I mean, if Detroit count. scores early, I'll get a, a nice little discount on Dallas. Uh, going to, you know what, Alex? You want to go to some hockey real quick? We can quickly go through hockey. Yeah, you want to quickly go through some hockey here on a Saturday? Uh, this is, uh, this is uh, defer to Alex White here uh, on a hockey card uh, on this uh, Saturday. Uh, what do we what do we got? 12, Eleven games today in hockey. Ten games today. And what's interesting is eight teams are playing on back to back nights, and we didn't even have that many games last night. So, a huh. couple situational spots, which I think Carolina is a great great spot against the Maple Leafs. Um, Toronto playing on back to back nights. They lost in overtime to the Blue Jackets, and then after this game, they go on the road and face all three California teams. So, good spot for Cal- for Carolina. They did open at plus money, and now they are a slight favorite there. But I've been much better, Jeff. Um, been betting, staying away from my overs, betting the unders in the last week, and I'm 5-0-1. So there's also three unders I really like today, and that is the Blues playing the Penguins, which is six here, but I did see six and a half out in the market. So I like that even more if you can get the six and a half. Blues are 12 and four to the under on the road. And Tristan Jari's playing really good for Pittsburgh right now. And he's 13 and eight to the under. I like Nashville and Washington under six. And that is even money. And I'm just going to keep playing Washington unders. 21 and 10 to the under this year. Very good defensively. Struggling putting the puck in the net. Um, Nashville played on back to back nights. and. They lost in an overtime game to the Red Wings. Um, And then the third one, I haven't bet this one yet, but it is on the list. The Canadians and the Panthers under six and a half. I just think that is too high for these two teams. Um, But yeah, so those are my three three plays. And then, yeah, situational spots. Look at what teams played last night. Uh, The Rangers also played last night. Now they are playing the Lightning tonight. 
That one I would look to the over. But I told you, I'm, I'm kind of staying away from overs right now. With college basketball, too, that'll be my, my trend of the day, looking for dogs and unders. Can't really blame you. Can't really blame you on that strategy. Yeah, I got a little carried away, a little little with with the overs. You know, they were, especially NFL, it was, it's having a lot of fun. Offense was uh, catching up to the defense, taking first half overs too much. So we're, we're reeling it back in. Quickly looking at the NBA before we shift over to college hoops. I don't really, I don't have anything shocking development, but I have to bring it up because they broke the record. They almost did it as 17-point underdogs against Boston. Almost got there. That first half, Moneyline, that should have been the play. Well, I will say this. I'm a little upset with myself that I didn't take Boston on the money line when they're down 17 at halftime. But I, I, <laughs> there are only a few books in Vegas that offer that live money line at halftime. And Boston was still with the peak number I saw. It was like plus 140 on Boston on the money line, down 17, down 17. at halftime. And Honestly, I thought it was priced okay, <laughs> honestly. Uh, so I didn't bother. Uh, they needed overtime, but the Celtics did win the game. Uh, the Pistons try to end the losing streak. Oh, by the way, Ryan McCormick, are you the guy who has the Pistons won't win another game at, at, at 10,000 to 1? Yeah, I, still alive. 28 straight, ga- 28 straight losses for Detroit, an NBA record. Uh, the uh, Alex... They are five-point underdogs this evening at home against the Raptors. Money line, if you want to bet them to end the streak, plus 170 is the best number behind us, has it? I think they do it. I think it ends tonight. It ends in 2023 because if it doesn't end tonight, I don't know when it's ending because they go on a, a West Coast swing after that. And then they get the Kings at home. All right, San Antonio on January 10th probably would be when it would end. But we're talking getting into the 30s that if, if they don't add this thing tonight. Raptors 4-10 and 10 on the road this year. Is this going to be a studio bet? We're all going to put a couple bucks in here. If Sean does it, I think we should do it. It's all on. If we're gonna, Sean's got 31 minutes to decide if he wants to do it. Okay? Sound good? Sean, Sean, yeah. Sean, Sean does not like the pressure. Does not like the pressure. Eh, pizza money. It's okay. Yeah. We, got, we got one. I, I will actually remember Joey, uh, Joey B owes me $6 for his horrible hockey line from the other day. So, so we'll just take the $6 from that. Joey, if you're, with, if you're, if you're watching or listening, uh, you can, uh, he can just send me a DM on Twitter. We'll figure out the details of payment. Well, he needs to live comment. I mean, he's always watching punchlines and commenting on well, Frank's yeah, show. Well, again, so look, Fra- Fra- Frank is, Frank is a, a funny guy. I would comment <laughs> on that show as well <laughs> if I were. Joey B or anyone, in all honesty. All right. Agreed. We're going to see Agreed. Vinny in about 10 minutes. So let's go through our college hoops for today. Okay. Um, let's start. Let's start in, uh, in, the, in, the, uh, in, the arena, in the arena the Islanders play at, uh, UBS Arena today, St. John's. Uh, they're in the same borough, Queens. It's where campus is. They'll take on Hofstra, who comes in from Hempstead here. It's really interesting matchup. Uh, so... I'm going to start off here with this, Alex. I thought Hofstra would be better. And I know that we're talking about a colonial team. They got smoked here in Vegas by UNLV last time we saw them before Christmas. Uh, They played Duke close for a half and then got walloped in the second half in that game. Now they play St. John's in this. It's a St. John's home game. Uh, There'll be fans of both teams there. It's an easy trip for both fan bases. But it's a St. John's home game. Let's be honest with ourselves. Ken Palm has it at 10. It's eight and a half right now. The total's finally coming back a little bit to 150. St. John's defense has been much better of late. Now, they just played a 62-possession game against UConn, which is pretty darn slow for a team that wants to get out and run. But Hofstra will want to run with them. It, this total of 150 to me is too too low. I expect this game to be in the mid in the high in the low to mid 70s possession wise that should be good enough to get us there at 150 i like this thing over that number alex i agree with you i saw last night it was at 149 and a half so Uh that is one over i did take last night 
not betting a whole lot on college basketball, and I'll let you take over most of this segment because you've been following very well. But I agree with you. I think that both will want to run the ball, and we can get this thing over 150. I really don't want to talk about this next game, but I feel like I'm obligated to because it's a power power five game. Notre Dame's terrible. We know this. You're 223rd in Ken Palm hosting Virginia uh, today. Cavaliers, it, it what they've been the last few years since be, winning that national title. Their defense is still really good, and their offense is just awful. Their offense is 136 in Ken Palm. They're third in defense. Notre Dame is just bad at everything so far this year, and a little bit surprising that I love Shrewsbury. I thought he did a great job at Penn State. I know they got crushed with players leaving, but I expected this team to be further along than they are. They did beat Marist their last time out. They beat them by four. What a win against the Red Foxes. They're 308th in offense. I have no idea how Notre Dame is going to score in this game. And the total dictates that. It's only 117. Virginia laying 10. By the way, the total's been bet over. I what, was going to point that out. What are we doing here? Yeah, I saw 115 and a half last night. Right? I, I know Notre Dame's off, uh, defense is pretty mediocre as well, but their defense is technically better than Virginia's offense. 111th on defense for Notre Dame, 131 for Virginia on offense. I hate going under these totals that are sub 120 because it just takes one spurt of scoring to really put you in a bind. But I don't, I'm a little surprised this thing's been bet over, and it's 117 and a half behind us now. I think this under's still fine. I do too. I my dad had it 110 and a half, so I was Woo. kind of looking at it yesterday. Yeah, but now that 117 and a half, that's definitely a play. Virginia's, I mean. Not only is their defense really good, but their pace is so slow, oh, and yeah. they want to control that throughout the game. So I think I think I might have to put a little on that one as well. Get these bets in early. These are noon a noon Eastern, nine a.m. Pacific tips for this one. Syracuse and Pitt up next. I will give Syracuse a little bit of credit. They've been better uh, over the uh, the last month after that beatdown loss they took to Virginia, where they gave Virginia eighty four points. They've been better. They beat Cornell, who's a good Ivy League team. Went on the road and handled Georgetown, who I know isn't any good, but going on the road against a rival still an accomplishment. They beat Oregon by 20 on a neutral, where they got in a 10 nothing hole, and they ended up dominating the rest of that game. Now they return home to the Dome. Uh, I don't care that it's uh, not technically called the Carrier Dome anymore. It's still the Carrier Dome to me. Uh, they, take, uh, they take on Pitt. It's one. Total's 149. Pitt is a borderline NCAA tournament team for me. They haven't beaten anyone, so they're on the outside looking in right now. I would lean to the orange here, laying the one at home. It, it, probably not good enough to get there on a play, but that is a lean here, which you know what that means, Allie. Yeah, which scares me. Cues by was, 10. I was looking at, at Pitt in this one. Both of them on a four-game win streak, so feeling pretty good. I mean, Pittsburgh's really only lost to three Good teams, Florida, Missouri, and Clemson. So this is a good challenge for them to beat one of those good teams in Syracuse. Yeah, on, on opposite sides here. Pitt is 0-3 against top 100 Ken Palm teams. They are undefeated against everyone else. So, again, they have not legitimately have not beaten anyone. Their best win by Ken Palm is West Virginia to 130. So... If you're going to make the NCAA tournament, even out of the ACC, you got to start plucking off some wins here. And they get North Carolina on Tuesday. Well, and so that will be a big opportunity if they could pull an upset in that game at, at the Peterson Event Center. But I just don't think they're as good as they were a year ago. Of course, winning a, play, a, a, a first four game and then beating Iowa State in around the 64 last year. Um, our guy Frank really needs them to make it into the tournament. That's his only future bet right now. For what? P Pittsburgh hundred to one to win the to title. Win the title. I would have booked that. <laughs> yeah, gee, come on, Frank. Come on. Come on. Really? You should be a thousand to one. No, I. It might have been better than a hundred to one. Was it? I don't remember. Text but... Frank. Who, by the way, Frank, I, I, Ryan, and I. By the way, shout out again to our guy Ryan McCormick back, back there who. Found probably the best Pop-Tart Bowl-related tweet yesterday, which I'll save for off the air for you, Alex. Okay. Uh, because I don't want to offend anyone. Uh, but uh, 
but it was as high quality as it is. And Frank didn't understand what a meme was last night, which was also bizarre. <laughs> uh, which uh, expect more out of you, Frank. Uh, host of punchlines, by the way. He's probably still sleeping, you know. Are you it's, calling it's Frank? Saturday. It's eight thirty-five. What are you doing, dude? He's definitely asleep. I'd be asleep if I didn't have a show right now. Uh, yeah, there's no way. He's... <laughs> Frank is Frank is Frank is going to be so confused when he sees multiple text messages and a call from our guy. I know Sean he's going to think there. he missed his He'll own. Be show. like, wait a second, was I supposed to be on Sports by the Book <laughs> yeah. this morning? Uh, <laughs> uh, Liberty in Alabama next, uh, Alex. Good game. This game's in Birmingham, so yeah, it plays his Alabama home game. Uh, nine and a half, 154. The total on this one, uh, Chris and company actually market high on this. is mostly nine on this one. Uh, all I'm going to say is with Alabama, and this goes for all Alabama games. Ken Palm loves them. They're seven and five, and they're eighth in the country. Ken Palm loves them. Now, I'll just say this. I think Ken Palm is way off on two teams in the top ten. You already know one of them. I do. BYU is nowhere near. BYU is closer to 34 than they are to four, at least for me. And this Alabama team is talented. Don't get me wrong. And they played a gauntlet, played a really difficult schedule. All their losses are the top 30 teams in Ken Palm. But their best win is in is Oregon at 47. So, <laughs> um. They're playing at Liberty today, which would be the second best opponent they've beaten, according to Ken Palm. Uh, Ken Palm has this at nine, for what it's worth. I actually like Alabama in this game. I, I, I just, my concern is when Liberty plays up here, and they've played up one time this year in a big way, and Florida Atlantic drilled them, beat them by 25. Charleston, they lost to as well, who's down this year. And they lost to Grand Canyon, who's a top 100 team. They've been very bad going upward mobility. Did you get them? All right. We'll, we'll, we'll get them a microphone in a second. Um, but I, 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 I like Alabama here. I think they, they, they get right. They play these teams that are way, uh, w way high competition. So a little bit step back. I like Alabama. I'm, I must be looking at Ken Palm too much because I've been looking for future bets as Alabama and you've been telling me to yeah, wait on that. Do so I'm, I'm with them there. And Liberty, I mean, it looks good on paper, 10 and 3, but you just said it. They haven't beaten anyone good just yet. Total 154, I still think that's okay going over that, but I didn't, I told you my one overplay for the day, so I didn't take it. But I really do. I think we, I think they can get to 160 in this one. I, uh, I, again, Liberty, the way Liberty plays, Liberty is going to want to slow this thing down. I just don't think they're going to be capable of slowing this down today. So, we'll, go ahead, Alex. You're right. You're right. The way they have played, they haven't gone over 70 possessions since Wichita State. What, one, one other bet I like today, Ryan, I'm sorry I didn't mention this to you before, but you don't need a whole graphic for it. Harvard, I like today outright against Iona. Uh, they're three point underdogs at the peak right now. Uh, just I don't just money line it at that one book right now that has Harvard. Actually, the best numbers behind us on the money line plus one twenty five. I would take that on Harvard plus one twenty is good on the Crimson as well. They're good games at home. I I own is not the same team they were with Patino. Uh, of course, fair, fairly Dickinson head coach of last year. Tobin Anderson now the coach uh, there at Iona. Uh, and then other than that, today, uh, I really want to, I really want to take Wyoming against BYU, but I need more points. I, I need, if we can get to 22, I think I would do it, uh, right now sitting at 20 and a half. There's going to be points to go against BYU. They're coming. Uh, we talked about yes. it with Jim on Thursday. Maybe not today, but that first road game in conference play, when they go to Wake on, I'm going to tell you right now, as long as Baylor's not like seven. We're going to be taking Baylor in that game against BYU. All right, we're going to take a break. Nothing on Creighton and no, Marquette. but Creighton and Marquette today, which is the best game of the day by a wide margin. I think that number's right. Marquette's three and a half. Totals one forty one fifty three and a half right now. Alex, I wouldn't touch it. I think everything's right. If you made me play it, I would take Marquette. If you made me play it. Uh, again, I'm not as high on both of those teams as everyone right. else is. I, I think Mark, I think they're both good top 20 teams. I've been disappointed in Creighton this year. I've expected more. 
They have the loss here in, in well, in Henderson, technically, against UNLV. They got walloped by Colorado State, who is legitimately good. The Rams are a legit NCAA tournament team. And then they had a home loss to Villanova. Now, they haven't played since that home loss to Villanova. It's been 10 days since they played. Marquette, after the loss to Providence, destroyed Georgetown a few days later. So both teams with more than a week layoff here going into this gigantic game in the Big East. I, I can't do it. I think, the, I, think the book, I think the bookmakers, Vinny will like this, the, the bookmakers got the number <laughs> right where it needs to be. So they're going to get some two-way action, but not on the desk today on this one. All right, we'll take a break. Vinny's here, and apparently we have Frank on the phone still. Oh, oh okay. I got all excited. Uh, we'll have to, Sean will have to reiterate what he said to me uh, during the break. We'll be back with more. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the poker room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're going to hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. The friendly ticket writers are happy to help, and it's conveniently located next to the famous Del Mar Deli, where you'll find supersized portions of delicious deli items like roast beef, pastrami, and Reuben sandwiches, or soups, salads, and pizza plus spectacular desserts fit for a king. And right next door is the race book, over 150 seats, each with its own TV screen. There are 16 interactive player terminals, so you can bet right from your seat. Welcome back in, it's Sports by the Book. On the final Saturday of 2023, I'm Jeff Piles. Alex White's here. And look who's made his way in here. I made my way in. and um, you all of Ralph's equipment is still I've got, Yeah, I've got all kinds of... I'm afraid to touch anything. <laughs> Does that mean you have some winners for us with the ponies as well? Yeah, well... In that spot? I'd rely, rely on Ralph. Ralph, uh, Ralph gives out... Ralph and his, his team of experts uh, pay attention to... Race day at Las Vegas. Our guy John Lindo. John Lindo, Lindo Report. I mean, those guys do a great job. They really do. Vinny, I want to start with the with the big college hoops matchup Alex and I just talked about first. Because that 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern, one local in Milwaukee. Marquette and Marquette Creighton. Marquette and Creighton. Which is the best game of the day by a wide margin in college hoops. Marquette's three and a half at home with a 153 and a half total here. Vinny, I just ask you here, because Creighton's been bet down this morning from four and a half to three and a half. When you're dealing with these type of games where you still have football going on, bowl games throughout mm -hmm. the day, you have a humongous NFL game tonight. Does the handle kind of, do these games get lost a little bit more than you would anticipate? Or is, or the people that are going to usually bet these just see, searching for searching it out anyway? Well, uh, so the, the good thing about the college hoops is that, you know, it started early again this year, right? I mean, it yep. start, seems to start early, earlier every year. And uh, it, it's typically professional bettors that, that, that follow it, right? They, they get their, their numbers ready uh, early. Just, you know, we try to, uh, you know, get a handle on it. And there's always, there's always value with points. I think this is another example, right? Points are you, you have a, a conference. Now we're getting into conference play too. So you have a conference game here. 
uh, with two teams that came into the season uh, with uh, with notoriety and in a, in a conference that's uh, that's the defending conference, you know, a national championship, right? In in terms of of UConn, right? So um, points were at a premium here. I suspect that there'll be some support for Marquette at whether maybe it get, maybe it'll take getting to three to do it. Um, but the public now, particularly with uh, this weekend, right, with so much, you know, so much, so many visitors in town, everything, uh, numbers have pretty stabilized uh, because we've had so much time now to uh, pay attention to it. Now, from our side of the counter, you, you, you can't lose sight of it. You just can't focus on, on football um, because there are pros out there that they'll, they'll make you pay for your mistakes. And, you know, you have a good, a good uh, variety of games. So, uh, you know, credit the folks for doing their work. But again, it's, it's, it's an example, like I often say, right? You don't have to bet every, every game or every sport. Uh, we, we, we book them. We have to book them. Uh, but the thing about it is that uh, you, you don't want to get lost. You don't want things to get lost in the shuffle and pay attention to, uh, to these games and pay attention to who's betting them and, and, and out of respect, uh, there's, there are a lot of good respected opinions. So, um, I know a long answer, Jeff, but I'd always like to try to qualify it with, you know, from our side of the counter with our, our perspective, um, and, and college bet. I mean, let's look at, you know, then there's a lot of, we got a, a full <laughs> sheet of extra games today too. So we've gotten a, a, a better handle on college, uh, hoops now because we have to and look at i mean again we've had two months to uh, to get a handle on and, and let's remember this this year for the last year in college basketball there's not just a power five because of the big east there's a power six yeah it's a big six and and, yeah. and you know you have to you have to be be mindful of that and uh this is uh this is a good matchup right here uh, uh, between uh, uh, creighton and marquette but i think we'll get some marquette money as we uh, as we get closer to uh, probably three, I think uh, we'll see it. Well, I, I will. I would argue at this point, with obviously the Pac-12 on its way out, uh, Pac-12 not the quality not the quality you're hoping for at no. least in, in hoops this year. It's, uh, it's Arizona, and it, it's Arizona who's leading, and everyone else. Utah's a legitimate Utah, tournament uh, team. Colorado's a tournament team, mm -hmm. uh, but that's what happens when you UCLA know, is down. It's <laughs> it's it's a good point because I think the. Uh, the Pac-12 surprised a lot of folks, also included uh, in football yeah, this year. Very much so. Um, but basketball certainly a uh, a transitional year, and and maybe maybe a lot of players too, uh, because of of what's happening next year with the uh, with the conference realignment. They decided to uh, to vacate. They couldn't they couldn't recruit uh, the way they they did, or they didn't recruit. And UCLA is bad. I mean, uh, <laughs> the way they, they did it in the past. So I think maybe a lot of players, and again, there's so many more, uh, uh, you know, D1 teams out there compared to football. And I think players decided to go elsewhere. I have a question for both of you with yeah. college basketball. Mm -hmm. I've noticed a lot of overs this year. And yeah. that's non-conference, right? And kind of letting the guys play defense not so tight. We're expecting that to kind of, you know, adjust as it does throughout the season when we get into conference play, right? And seeing more mm -hmm. unders and mm -hmm. tighter defense. Jeff's laughing. No, the you know I'll I'll, I'll say this. I'm, I'm no. Some someone just made a comment on the show that was uh, oh okay. Go, go, in relation to Frank's Pittsburgh Panther future ticket. Okay. Let's just go with that. Okay, so we'll have to get uh, to that. Thankfully, I will say I don't know if it's thankfully for you guys, Vinny, but Frank did not place it with you guys. So you don't get to collect that money when the uh, NCAA tournament starts. Well, that's uh, he, <laughs> he's he's backing his team. You have to. You have he's to, backing his as, city uh, as, uh, for certain. Admire his uh, um, his passion. So just I will say this: um, pace does paces up in college basketball, and always the case with college basketball more so than and, and this goes for the nba as well but it's a little bit different in the nba because it's a different sport let's just be honest with ourselves pace is what drives the totals forget the shooting ability forget everything else it's the pace so when i'm let's just take in game for example if there's a game let's take the st john's hofstra game today for example which i think is going to be a pretty it's 150 right now I think that game's going to be about a 
four possession game. Okay. I don't need the teams to be horribly efficient in order to get there on a 150 if it's 74 possessions. I just need one of the teams to be a little over a point of possession. And I could even have a team going slightly under one point of possession and still get there. So I think it's just that teams are playing faster this year, more so than anything that is dictated. And Vinny, you can you can talk to this. Especially early in the year for mm-hmm. college hoops, where you have regular season college football going, you have NFL going, you have the NBA, NHL, mm-hmm. everything's going at once. It's harder for you guys behind the counter to adjust, especially college hoops totals in the fashion that you'll be able to adjust them even now in compare, especially two, three weeks from now when it's Mm -hmm. just NFL playoff games, regular season hockey, regular season NBA, regular season college hoops. Well, yeah, it's a good question, Alex. Good points, Jeff. And uh, the thing about it is, right, first of all, any rules are geared towards offense. Any rule adjustments mm-hmm. are geared towards offense in, in, in all sports, let's face it, right? Because in uh, uh, as, as a society, as a country, we love offense. Right. Again, I, 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 you know, and, you know, the people with, at the stadiums, right, <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the picket fence and the big D, you know, they're lying. Yeah. I mean, they're just, yeah. they're, look, get me on TV with that because they all bet the over too. So um, now, certainly, a I, I, little, little jest there, but, defense you still have to defend i mean look at look at virginia right i mean tony bennett is gonna is gonna preach defense but even even those games you you know we we still have to you know gauge how we get opening totals and there are people out there that are tremendous at totals that not just because you're alex your dad does a terrific job with with totals in uh in in college football and and college basketball particularly now, what what do we do? We'll, we'll we'll get that established. You know, we'll establish a total. But it's going to be quicker line movement and bigger line movement too. So you know, when when you look at a total, and if they, you know, uh, you, you mentioned Jeff the the Hofstra total there at, yep. at one fifty one, and if you get a, a play on that total, a limit play on that total, you're going to move it at least a point. You might move it a point and a half. You know, because all we're doing is trying to. What's the function of line movement? The function of line movement is to try to get buyback, right? And what you're looking to get that threshold for the buyback. And so, um, and you're also being mindful and respectful of that opinion because totals, there, there are folks that are just absolutely proficient at totals. And so you, 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 you're making that move out of respect as well as functionality. So, um, Pace is, is a uh, – you bring up a great point about pace, and that yeah. that's what dictates it, uh, teams getting up and down the court. But the, the style of play is also – look, how many times – Jeff, you called a game not too uh, not too long ago you, you, in your – Well, I mean, that game your, had nine bajillion I, possessions. I was going to say, though, but the style of play is what? Step back, step back, step back. How many times did you say step back? Fast, fast, fast. Right, exactly. No, no, you know, I mean, you, they, so – 167 <laughs> points yeah. in that game. So it's just the the we have to be mindful of the style of play uh in 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 the current in the current world in which we live, right? Look at football. I mean, how you you look at teams now in football, college and pro and I love when they say, you know, uh, uh it's fourth and one. The analytics say go for it. The analytics say to to get in a shotgun at fourth and one. Also, is that you know, so? Now you're you're adding five yards right. to where you you've got to get to. I'm I'm just trying to I'm un, trying to understand that again. That's a another. I, we talked a little about the analytics, <laughs> but it's but it's a but it I I make I make the point about it because it's the style of play uh, today. So we've got to be mindful of it as well. And again, it it comes into uh, comes into account particularly in a, in a case like that, certainly for the in-game and the in-game total as well as the in-game number. So just try to you know, give you a perspective always from our side of the counter. College football today. Yeah. We'll get to the NFL game before we get out of here. Don't worry, folks. So Ole Miss and Penn State. Penn That's State's two best players were, were declared not playing today. And the folks are betting Penn State anyway. We just went to six. Yeah, up we, to six. As so we I'm, speak I'm from five and a half. I'm taking Ole Miss at six now. I'm going to be in on the Rebels. Uh, I, I 
You know, Vinny, there have been a bunch of things in this bowl season that we talked about it yesterday. Yeah. From the way the market has played some of these games have just, at least to me, have been completely and utterly illogical. Uh, now, last night, Cotton Bowl, I... It did Congratulations look, to your uh, alma mater. Hey, 14, 14 in the fourth, enough. Uh, more than enough, in all honesty. Ohio State might have played eight quarters and not scored a touchdown in that game with how that third-string yeah. quarterback looked. But this is another one that's a little bit like, I know there's absences on the Ole Miss side, and I know the market already was expecting uh, for Penn State's three best players now not to play. But again, we're betting Penn State on the morning of the game, even with that? I don't know if it's uh, it's name recognition uh, or, or or name brand uh, support. I, I'm I'm not sure, but look, we we know this that whoever's playing for uh, for Mississippi that, that, again, we'll go back to to pace and the style, right? We know that Kiffin wants to you know uh, uh, to to score points, and um, you know these are two programs that figure to be in the mix next year for the <clears throat> expanded playoff. And, um, you know, certainly a, a recruiting game. And part of that recruiting game is the transfer portal, right? Look, we, we want to attract uh, some quality folks out of the transfer portal as well. By the way, Mississippi's done a, a, had a pretty good recruiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a, I'm talking about just high school recruits uh, coming in. Um, they've, they've landed some. some that, another thing we have to, you know, because we we're not busy enough, we have to keep track, track of that. <laughs> Uh, I know Chris Andrews is in the office right now saying, oh, my God, he's shaking his head going, really? we got to start keeping track of that. <laughs> I drive Chrissy crazy with that stuff. <laughs> but but uh, the, the, the thing is that, yeah, the support here for the Nittany Lions. And, um, you know, because you talk about defense, it's not like Mississippi plays uh, a whole lot of defense. So, uh, uh, or is, is particularly good at it. But, yeah, just went to six here. So. Uh, I could see where you're uh, you're, oh, you're well, going to take it, the, Jeff. The market the market's just gone a little bit wacko because one two books just went to five. Yeah, I see. As that. one book went to six and a half. Yeah, figure that one out. Well, you've got the <laughs> ultimate shopping experience, right? You yeah. know, cri- listen, you don't, you know, Christmas uh, in our business, Christmas uh, doesn't just uh, doesn't end on the twenty fifth. Right, what are you talking about? <laughs> it, it's it's three three uh three sixty five twenty four seven. That's right? right. Every day is Christmas. Yeah. So. Uh, Going to the NFL game tonight. Yep. Uh, five and a half, 52. Your market low on the total. Uh, you know, we, we talked about it yesterday on the show, Vinny, but it's kind of a prove-it. It's weird to say for two teams that are in the playoffs already and double-digit wins, but it's kind of a prove-it game for both of these teams, isn't it? Well, I think I think it's a measuring stick. And, again, uh, I, I did hear comments by uh, uh, Dan Quinn. He wants to see where his team is at. I mean, uh, and I think it's I think it's a fair point. You know, and if you're if you're the Cowboys, uh, you know both of these teams are p- trying to position themselves and hope to get uh, the number one seed, right? I mean, we know that Detroit is going to host a playoff game too, but as, mm-hmm. as division winners, uh, Dallas still has aspirations of of winning the the division, although the, the schedule obviously favors the Eagles, uh, who have you know the Cardinals this week and then the Giants uh, at uh, on the road next week, so. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, by the way, a little more juice maybe for the Cowboys today in terms of, uh, uh, adrenaline, uh, I, uh, Jimmy Johnson is being inducted into the Cowboys ring of honor, you know, so I, I think maybe that, you know, at least in the beginning, right. You know, the Cowboys figure to come out fast. Uh, they do play well at home and I give, uh, I give uh, Dan Quinn credit for recognizing the fact that he's got a lot of respect for the Cowboys, but he, he, he wants to see where his team is at heading into the postseason. So um, six down to five and a half, they did take the points and points we've seen, right? When, and especially, you know, in the last couple of years, how these NFL games come seem to come down to that last possession. So yeah. points at a premium here. Total did go up and then come down. You know, we opened at 52 and a half. It went up to 53 and a half here at South Point and now down to 52. I suspect as we get closer to kickoff tonight, again it's a prime time game, uh, you know, five fifteen, that uh, we'll see some uh, some over support here, particularly by the the general public. Before we get out of here, I have to ask you about the Orange Bowl. The Orange Bowl, all right. Twenty one, fourteen to twenty one on this game, Vinny. A whole touchdown. <clears throat> yeah. Here's the question: 
Are we done yet moving? Are we getting through 21? You might. Because the total, now remember yesterday we were talking yeah. about how this total was sitting at, at 40, uh, 44. Uh, and, you know, how is it not going up? Well, it's it's up to 46. So uh, will it go through 21? If Yeah, but if it does, I suspect that uh, then we'll see some. Uh, uh, we'll, I think folks are waiting for that. And if you can grab three and, uh, better than three touchdowns. Uh, I think you're kind of obligated. It's and almost, if Georgia yeah. decimates you, so be it. Hey, you know, I mean, again. You can always say, you know what? I had the lead in that game. <laughs> I had a three-touchdown lead in that game. That's right. <laughs> and then the game started. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Vinny, pleasure as always. Always good we'll stuff. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll Looks see you tomorrow as well, Alex. Shout out to the crew as always. Doing great work. Uh, Sean waking Frank Nicotero up this morning. He woke him up. Did we find out what the number is? 200 to 1. 200 Still to one. not good enough. He needs 2,000 to 1, personally. You woke up Frank? Just to torment them? Wow. Wow. That's nice. Yeah, well, it happens. That's... It happens. All right. What well, that's... If I push this... Oh, if I push... I see. Oh. What's you, a... He can mute himself? Really? Oh, wow. Wow. All right. Might need that for myself. We might need... We need a button here, too, when we get when we get down to, like, crunch time that has the, the beep on it, like, for profanity. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, for Alex White, for Vinny Maliola, I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you tomorrow, 9 a.m. Pacific time, previewing week 17 in the National Football League. You're on Sports by the Book.